Hi there, welcome to an episode of an Inside View podcast in association with On The Ball Team Building. I'm your host, Jamie Finn. If this is your first time listening, please do go back to episode one and have a listen. If you haven't done so already, please do click subscribe. There is a business or sports person in each of us, and we hope that our guest stories will help our listeners to chase their dreams. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 2 of series 3 of an Inside View podcast. Big shout out to the Shire Baron Cafe in Clarny for the continued support. We really appreciate it guys. This week we're delighted to be joined by Dubai real estate broker Gary Allen, or as some people might know him as Mr. Dubai Hills on Instagram. Having moved to Dubai four and a half years ago, he has recently set up his own real estate brokerage called Strata. What has the journey been like for the Liverpoolian? There's no doubt we've a huge amount to cover, so let's bring him on. Hi Gary, thanks for taking time out to come on Inside View podcast. How are you? All good, yeah, finished a busy day, so uh, always a good day to have, I suppose, being busy. Brilliant, brilliant. I know we're trying to get this off the line for um, a couple of weeks, and I know it's probably a busy time. Well, in real estate, it's always busy, it comes in ebbs and flows, doesn't yeah. it? Um, how are things, you know, for you at the moment? Yeah, no, really good. Um, market's good and uh, transactions are high. So, yeah, just busy, uh, sort of farm my own little, you know, workable um, way, if you like, and um, just enjoying it. Yeah, really enjoying it. And you said found your own workable way. Um, you have your own business now, and how long did that take you to get to that stage? I know you only moved over here about four years ago, is it? Yeah, so four years ago I moved over. I'd say in terms of, you know, finding me groove, if you like, it was more a case of I was working in downtown and it was full of investors and it was a numbers thing and I don't get me wrong, I've always worked with numbers, but that's not really what I enjoy. I enjoy going out with, you know, mum, dad and little Johnny and taking on viewings and, you know, finding the first home and things like that. Um, that, that that's the part of the job that I enjoy meeting people not number crunching all the time you know so working in Dubai Hills it's um, that's what it's about you know meeting people for the first time trying to find them the first home as opposed to you know bouncing from flat to flat trying to find someone in investments and things like that so um, yeah that's what I'd say I meant in, in, in that sense but um, with the company, um, been here for you know four and a half years now, and I was actually just thinking the other day, and I was thinking how far I've actually come in four and a half years, but I think that's Dubai. Like I think Dubai is a, a catalyst for you know opportunities and your career, and you know you can really progress in a short space of time. It, it you know people do say all the time it's you know it's a very dynamic city, a very fast paced city. But you know, you, you only have to you know have a little search online to see how fast this this city has grown, and um, you know they say other cities are fast paced, but I think in terms of your career, you can really excel. What was the biggest challenge when you stepped foot in, in Dubai originally? Um, you were obviously downtown, but we say the first the first twelve months is quite taxing, and it's a psychological game, isn't it? I think for me, I think. It was, I, I didn't have a clue how to do the job. I actually had no idea. I went into it with complete naivety. It was one of them where if you thought about it for long enough, you took yourself out of it. It was a case of a friend calling me, Gary, you'd be great for this job. 
earn ten thousand pound a month. You know, at this stage, I thought to be driving around in a Lamborghini, but <laughs> it hasn't quite happened. So, and he's really, you know, give me the big sales pitch, and he said the easiest people to sell to are salesmen. And I've just gone. Sounds great. I wasn't doing too well in my job that I was doing. I thought this has come at the perfect time. Next minute, I'm on a plane. My wife couldn't believe it. Uh, my mum gutted, and you know, I left the baby at home, and and I came out here on my own. And um, I think the biggest challenge was probably just I just didn't understand the job. Like I just didn't. I'd never done sales before. You know, I'd never, I'd never experienced that ups and downs. And um, just that first year was difficult, especially the second half of the year. I was very, very lucky to have done my first sale in the first four weeks I think it got to the fourth week and I'd done a cracking deal and it was probably I think even for maybe even like another 18 months it was still the biggest deal that I'd ever done you know until like I don't know yeah about another 18 months so that you know kept me going kept me going but when I'd done that deal I thought this job is easy I've cracked it you know and it just didn't transpire like that that was at the end of January and then just sort of went downhill then you know Put it into figures. I think I brought ten thousand pound over. By the time I paid for my flights and stuff, I was probably nine thousand. And then I done this deal, and I think I got a close to ten thousand pounds. So I doubled the money that I had in my bank. Happy days. Next minute, it's like you know, oh, I've made it. You know, I finally found me calling, and uh, it just went downhill, mate. So it got to like summer. You know, it's starting to get hot, and um, you know, if you want the truth of it, they, they give. When the first came over, they give me a credit card with ten thousand pounds on. You know, and ten thousand pounds for me at that stage was was a lot of money. But it just it was literally in the post. Even to this day, my wife doesn't believe it. She's like, "There's no chance they've sent you a credit card for ten thousand pounds." I'm like, "Well, they did." As summer's come, started needing the credit card. Then you know what I mean. So it's gone sort of got to the point of August, September, and I'm starting to get into this credit card. I've you know, I've, I've spunked all my money, got all my money left, got the credit card, and I'm trying to do deals here and there to try and keep myself going, you know, nicking £1,500 here or £2,000 there. Planning to get to the end of the year. Um, you know, they say the first year is about keeping your head above water, isn't it? And um, I, I got to the end just about, um, I think, uh, by the skin of my teeth. And it was just that first year was just, was just so tough. It was really, really tough. Uh, but I'm just glad I made it to the end. But well, let's go back a step. You left your, your wife and, and kid. That must have been extremely difficult and the stress coming over here and the stress of you made that deal but money wasn't, you know, it probably wasn't as you initially thought it would, would be. I think obviously going into it with the naivety was the best thing that I've done. I sacrificed everything and as bad as it sounds, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever do that again. I'd never feel the need to, you know. But in that moment, I sacrificed everything I had to get to where I wanted to be. You know, I had to. One of my favourite quotes is, "Give up the person you are to be the person that you want to be." And in that moment, I had to do it. You know, and I, I wasn't a good person in that time. You know, not not as a bad person. I just went, um, I just went acting like I should have. Maybe we'll touch on that, but I think you know, just sacrificing everything to get where I wanted to be, and that's just in my nature. I know where I want to be. You know, I've got certain targets, and I'll really push myself to get there. There'll be no shortcuts. It'll just be all true, honest work, working hard, 
Um, you know, to get where I want to be, but I had to do it at the time. You know, my lad was ten months old. Um, he actually came over for his first birthday in the February. I obviously just done my deal, so I'm, you know, staying in a hotel and you know he's having a good birthday. He was swimming with the dolphins in the Atlantis, you know, and the, the money started going quickly then. Um, but yeah, it was just it just had to be done at the time, mate. Do you mind delving into that, why it had to be done at the time? I know you were obviously given this pitch, but things what must have been difficult were there back in, in Liverpool. Yeah, I think I didn't... I knew how bad it was. And we're talking about an addiction to gambling. You know, it, it was it was bad. You know, it was every day. And it was upsetting people. You know, I was losing... Not losing relationships, but I was very lucky to not lose certain relationships. You know, mom, wife, things like that. Um and I didn't know when I moved to Dubai, you know, that I was cutting the ties that bad, you know, I didn't know at that point that moving to Dubai would cure this addiction for gambling. I didn't move to Dubai to do it and I didn't know it would do it. I just got on a plane and I've moved here. But, I'm, you know, as I say, I went acting as a good person, you know, I was, I was gambling all the time. I was not doing well, I was underperforming in my job because it had the grip of me. You know, I do genuinely believe it's it is a disease and it's a it's a terrible disease and it's out of, it was out certainly out of my control. I couldn't just stop going to a casino or a bookmakers or, you know, betting on you know, a coffee, you know, rock, paper, scissors, I I bet you for anything, do you know what I mean? At that that point in my life and that was that had gone on for years. That was I'm thirty, twenty six. 10 years it had gone on for, you know, from sneaking into the bookmakers, putting a few pound coins into the roulette slot machines to, you know, standing there throwing thousands of pounds in there. I think the problem was I won from an early age. I'd won like a substantial amount of money. You know, if you were 16, 17, you won a thousand pounds odds. It was, it was a decent amount of money and it really, you know, give you the bright lights that I, you know, I can crack this, I can, I can beat it. And it just obviously never happened, but, um, so yeah, coming to Dubai, it was sacrificed everything and it turned me into, you know, a better person and that's all, yeah. Obviously, I, f- I still feel it like inside me, you know, and I do have to be careful, but at the same time, you wouldn't catch me putting a bet on now. In fact, if, let's say we had down the main time, the races or something like that, you know, like make a phone call home and say, just put a few weeks bets on for us. And, but I know that after that night, I'm not going to go and chase a win. Well, the week after the month after it's just done you know it's one and it's done and it's away so um yeah best decision I ever did it's actually interesting you you said that um in a previous episode i spoke to an irish gaelic football player i don't know do you know the sport at all but um he had an awful addiction in, in gambling um started off in 15 and it was that constant win he was chasing and it, it, it ended up extremely bad. He, he ended up going to counselling um, and losing relationships. But he he's a counsellor now, um, an addiction counsellor, and he works with a lot of football teams in the UK. Yeah. Um, and it was quite eye-opening to have a chat with him about yeah. his experience. Did you ever go for counselling or, or anything about it? I was urged and pushed to go many, many times. Um, I did go once and I couldn't bring myself to, I think what they say with addiction is you have to sort of, you know, own up to who you are and you have to understand who you are and you have to tell yourself that you are a gambler and the first time you sort of, um, you know, 
tell yourself you're sort of on the road to recovery if you can stand up in that meeting which is what you're expected to do it was a circle it was in church it was um, a circle goes round and you basically I think you stand up you tell a story or you, you say how you've got on for that week or if you've not been for a couple of months you say how you know how many days clear you are and goes round and it gets to me and I'm so nervous I stood up I told me my thing whatever it was I couldn't bring myself to say what it was and I just said and I'm the same as that person next to me. They, they wanted you to say, you know, and I'm a gambler or I'm addicted to gambling. And I, my name's Gary and I'm addicted to gambling or something like that. And I just said, and I'm the same as that person. I couldn't own up to me, to you know, to him. And saying to him one at a time, oh, I can't go back there, I can't go back there. I'm not the same as them, I'm not the same as them. I was kidding myself, obviously, but... Um, Were you aware that you had a problem or was it only when you kind of came over here you realised that I, was an issue? I look back now and know how lucky I was to get away from it. I knew I had a problem. They probably didn't realise how bad it was. I know how bad it was now. Um, yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything other than it was a mad problem I had at that time. Probably, although I realised that, you know, you don't just bet every single day. You don't, I was in university, a part of it, you don't just start skipping classes and you know, taking days off to just go and sit betting on, you know, greyhounds running on a track and, you know, all these horses and betting on anything, you know. Um, you know, sneaking away and being deceitful and things like that and it, it's just not good. But at the same time, I don't feel like it was it was my fault, you know, it wasn't my that's not me or not owning up to it. It's just I think once addiction's got a grip you, yeah, no matter drugs, alcohol, gambling, whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's a long old you know, road of recovery and it's, a hard, it's hard to get out it's hard you know I think I've spoke to a few people who were out here and you know, they didn't realise when they moved here that you know, it was going to be uh, they would be cured for addiction um, but, yeah. no, that's, that's amazing that uh, you know, that to move out here you to, to relate to quote what you just said a couple of minutes ago that you have to leave the person you are to become the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and to credit to you what you're, you know, what you're achieving out here, which we will delve into in a couple of minutes. Um, you know, everyone goes through dark times, um, and it's it's great that you came out on the the right side of it. Yeah. I like to bring our listeners uh, back to the early days of our guests, which we kind of touched on there with you. Um, we say you're mid-teens, but if we kind of bring it back a small bit more. Um, yeah. Do you think any moment in your, your youth shaped you into the person you are today? So what we've just been speaking about with the gambling is why I love this job. I love this job because I love the thrill of the ups, the downs, the one minute you're in and £20,000, next minute you've just lost it, next minute you're up again, you're down, and, and you know, it's a right job for me, uh, which is bad, it's sort of like, you know, it, it, I love the thrill of the job, and I think, um, you know, I've turned a real negative thing into something so positive now. And um, yeah, I'd say that's, you know, good good family, uh, but really good family. You know, there's no big arguments. And, you know, obviously you have, you know, you know, arguments with brothers and sisters about baby presents or little stupid things, you know, but, um, you know, my family, good family, really good family, and, you know, that's sort of what I like to, you know, put across in my house, and, you know, if I can be 
half the parent that my mum and dad were, you know, seven kids, one or seven. And, you know, how they looked after seven kids, I'll just never know. But, uh, yeah, just good family, so good family now. Um, had some, some people in the family who were, were entrepreneurial, so I always, you know, they always sort of brought me with them and, you know, give me, you know, a little insight into how life can be if you, you know, you, you sort of, you grind, you hustle and you, you get out there. So um, I had that in my family and, yeah, I mean, other than that, good friends. My mum always says, you know, I've only got so much control over you. It's your friends who shape you, you know. She always says we've been so lucky with all the kids that you've all had good friends, you know. Uh, so yeah, good friends, good family. Uh, we talked about the the gambling and you know sports as well. Uh, always being into me sports and things like that. Um, Did you play much sport when you were young? Yeah, I played uh, played football not very well, but I always give it a good go. Tried to not lose the ball. Tried to keep things simple, you know probably put me in defence so you know might stick me out on the wing I wasn't too uh, I was I was quite fast so but yeah I'd say football boxing and then just normal gym if you if you didn't you know if you yeah. brought up in Liverpool your football and boxing you know I suppose some kids are probably a bit of rugby and not so much cricket but I'd say football either football or boxing you know that they were your sports and that's obviously you know two one huge team in Liverpool, one big team, and uh, <laughs> and then you've you know obviously the boxing scene as well is really good. So yeah, that was that was me. And do you think it's important for children? Because um, I love asking people this. Do you think it's important for children to play as much sport as possible at a young age? Yeah, I think the two sports are so different. One is lonely old ring. It's you. And you're not speaking to anyone until you get back in that corner. Do you know what I mean? It's you versus the other person. And then you've got football, big team sports, all great. You know, you can sort of make out to hide here and there on the pitch. Um, you know, great for, you know... Teamwork. Um, yeah, teamwork, know. social skills. Communication. Um, yeah, whereas they're just so different. And I, th- I think they're probably the two sports that I, I love my kids to play. Um, I think the boxing one it's so remote sorry and you're so isolated which I think we've all experienced enough of recently you know Nova he's five now he's gone through a big you know pandemic for that whatever long it went on for 18 months or two years you know there would have been times where he were in at school he's up in his bedroom you know you know I'm tiny working his mum's working and you know he, he can be isolated so to just get him out there and try and get him into you know uh, team sports um, I'd say them, them two are, are good I think uh, teach it a lot Liverpool um, obviously there's a big enough Irish contingent there what was it like growing up following Liverpool because it's something obviously I can't relate to growing up in a city that you're supporting the home you know you're, it's your club it's your yeah. city what was it like can you kind of Give us some insight. Yeah, it's so obviously I was born in 1992, so you know in the 90s and you know only you know 2005 for me was the biggest. You know it was the you know Champions League. I've got very vague memories, but you know 
through my young years, we never won big trophies, you know, I couldn't really remember it. Uh, I think it was all Manchester United were winning absolutely everything, just dominating. Um, and But them two football clubs, in I think my house is actually, I always say that I support my, support my local club, but I think actually Goodison is like within five or ten metres closer <laughs> to my house. I was doing it on a map once. And, but you're right, big Irish contingency, ex-Scandinavian as well. I worked on one of the bars in town, so it was, you know, match days, the bar was always busy, it was always a good night. Um, you know, Dublin, Belfast, they've always got very good airport connections with Liverpool. Liverpool hasn't got a huge airport. But, you know, I think to this day, no matter what it is, Steven Gerrard, for, for us, you know, and that Steven Gerrard mentality, being able to grab, you know, the game by the scruff of its neck, and everyone just, I just remember everyone just passed the ball to him and just expect him to go on and do things. And he was a real leader, you know, he led by example. You know, he might not have been a massive talker on the pitch, but he was always led by example. And I think even just in my working environment now, you know, it's important for me in my position to make sure that I essentially sell houses and lead by example. I'd hate to get to the end of the month and haven't sold a single house all month. I think it'd look like a right tit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's been fantastic. And you know, now with Jürgen Klopp, it's just amazing. You know, that man is just, he's just, I, I can't even put into words what people think about him. You know, the players, the fans, you know, people who don't even support Liverpool. They just, you know, just to get a big hug off that fella. And, um, He's uh, incredible, you know, even from a managerial perspective, aside from football, the way he, he's got the whole community behind him again. And yeah. not that it was gone before, but he's definitely a, a manager you could take qualities from into your own working life. Definitely, yeah. He's just a lovable guy, isn't he? He's just, everyone just loves him. No matter who you are, you know, probably loads of manks out there probably love him. You know, he's just, uh, he's just one of them characters, I'm sure. He just lights up the room and he's, you just want to be around him. You know, I, sometimes I worry about that with myself. Sometimes I think, do people want to be around me? You know, like, am I positive? Am I negative? I do feel like I'm a really positive person. Um, you know, I remember asking, one of the fellas who was manager of us at the time and, and he said like you know Gary's the most positive person on the team and I've never read that book The Secret but I'd like to think that if you stay positive and things you know good things will come to you and um, yeah I think we need a few more Jürgen Klopp's in the world 100% 100% um, let's bring it back to to Dubai um, how did your we kind of we obviously touched it but I'd like to just take it down or delve into another level how did your perception differ to the reality of, of Dubai? Uh, do you know what, mate? I've never been to Dubai. I've I hadn't either. Like, just just up and just get on that plane. Uh, I've obviously seen YouTube videos or bits and bobs on the telly, but I, I'd never experienced it. I didn't know what I was going into. I just got told I was going to earn £10,000 a month. You know what I mean? I was like, right, I'm there, you know? Um, Tax-free as well. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah, and I thought this is this is fantastic. This is my calling, and obviously there's a lot of myths about Dubai, and I think there is a lot of laws and a lot of rules in play. And if you don't, you know, if you start acting like a wally, you you're gonna get found out. But you know, and the rules are there for a reason. But I think people do blow it out of proportion. You know, you can't have a drink 
course you can have a drink. One of the best drinking cultures you've ever seen. Um, you know, you can't do certain things. It's, so I'm not going to say it's a load of rubbish, but you know, they've got rules in place and I think that's what we love it for. We love the fact that the rules are there, you know, don't break them, you know, it's safe for our kids, it's safe for ourselves, you know, and it's a great platform for us to um, to, to, to work in. Did you watch the BBC documentary about the boy? I think, <laughs> sort of putting it on and then, you know, I was thinking, I don't think it was positioned correctly, I think it was put out there to give people I don't know, obviously it was going out to the UK, that's right, isn't it? So it was going out there to the UK. I'm sure the UK would thrive off it or certain people, you know, who are a bit more negative mindset would lo- love that, you know. Uh, I think the Daily Mail are great for it and they anything to do with Dubai, they just get a grip of it and run away with it. It's like, that didn't happen, you know, that doesn't happen. That's not right, you know, they put it in. I don't think they put it in a great light. It wasn't the worst, but uh, yeah, I watched that and then I'd probably fall asleep. Oh, yeah, I was the same. I was like, it's not like that. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, like, yeah. t- I was just commentating and all of it. But uh, yeah, I know it was. It was quite interesting, wasn't it? How they p- portrayed it. Yeah, it's not like that. No, well, maybe for a certain so. cohort, but it's definitely not like that. I can just imagine the cameras are rolling, they're doing the thing, and then they're like, no, 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 that doesn't work. We need to do it like this. Go again. That's all I was imagining in my head. You know, yeah. like. It's just all too too set up and cliche and yeah, I probably just didn't enjoy it and I didn't get to the end of it. What advice would you give to you know to people who are coming over here in real estate who are I'm in straight about it, who will be sold that dream? Who will be sold the dream? You know what I mean? People are obviously sold the dream. The dream is there for you. It's no longer the American dream in my eyes. I don't know, obviously learn about it in history, it's the Dubai dream. You know, it is there for you. You just have to sacrifice certain things. Give up the person you are to be the person you want to be. Don't be going out, going down to five and, you know, popping bottles or whatever you're doing, you know, and going out all the time and spending all your money. Keep your XEs low, you know, keep the expenses low. Work hard. Don't play hard or try not to in your first year. You know, we can all go out and have a drink, you know. You don't have to be in the gym every day or in the office. You know, keep your mindset going, but you know, you've got to come over with a real determination. It's all there for you. The city's brand new, you know, it's it's 20, 30 years old, you know, in real terms. And if you want to go and open a barbershop, go and open a barbershop. You know, there's communities popping up left, right, and centre. You can be the first one in the community. It doesn't have to be a blueprint idea. Get over here, work hard, be true to yourself, be honest. There's low barriers to entry in a lot of the industries. You know, you, you can get yourself in there, just keep at it, stay determined, expenses low, and uh, it'll all be there for you, just trust the process. In, I suppose just to add on about the way I mentioned about sold the dream, um, I meant it in regard that obviously it goes without saying you need hard work and all that, but you probably heard the stories of real estate agents being put up, brought over, yeah, told to be yeah, driving. Message me, you know, I'll tell you the looks and crooks of it, I'll just, don't get me wrong, I'll have to do it in a voice note because I can't. <laughs> the time for you know three or four minutes, but it'll just be um, do your research. Do I your research in terms of the company. Contact a few people in that company. Ask them how it is. You know, make sure you contact a few because you know you could just be in contact with one who's having a bad day. You know, to be honest, sometimes we can have four bad days out of you know five working ones. So you wouldn't want to catch an agent on the bad one. 
But yeah, do your research online. Um, try and try and get over to Dubai and you know and visit it. You know if they if they're not going to take it on, there's going to be other companies who'll take it on. The way the business model is, it's not a big risk for somebody to take you on. You know, it's a hundred percent commission. There's no salary. You know, they're not paying you nothing. Okay, giving you the visa, training, you know, setting you up and things like that. It obviously is a business expense. But at the same time, if X company doesn't take you on and you're in Dubai, go and visit Y office, go and visit Z office, sit down with all of them, make your mind up, you know, you'll be in the ground running within, you know, four or five days, you'll know who wants to take you on and uh, there's plenty of real estate companies. Just find the right one that fits you. You know, I could mention a few which are, which are good. Um, I started out at a company, left and went to another company and then left and went to another company because at them points in my career, that's what I needed. I needed these to give me an opportunity. I needed to go here to be managed to see the bright lights and the big figures, you know, deal work with the best. And then I've gone back as needed, a bit of flexibility. Um, I knew the job and um, that was the platform that I needed at the time. Everybody's different, you know, you're going to find that company. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely add on to that as well. Like it's not only in, in real estate, it, there's definitely opportunities in, in other industries. Um, you know, myself, obviously I did real estate for a while um, and we, we covered that before I, I click record. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, um, even in, in the health insurance market that I'm working on, in it's incredible, like yeah. the possibilities and I suppose how far we're ahead coming from Ireland or the UK yeah. compared to here because obviously still relatively new. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I suppose, just to close that out, definitely do your research and and uh, give you a, a message. Yeah, not too many messages though. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, just again, on to that first year, Gary, because I, I do think it's important. Um, you know, you said you got to, you know, February, you had, you had a family over in uh, six months and then you had the year, but can you kind of bring it back another step and bring us through some of those psychological struggles you're going through? And, and self-talk was definitely negative at times. Um, self-talk was definitely negative, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at certain points I didn't know any better. You know, I was I just moved to Dubai, you know, you can see around you, it's a fantastic place. You know, so that carries you through for a, a long period of time, you know. I'd done the deal as well, don't forget. You know, it wasn't as if I'd gone three, four months. I was lucky to do that deal straight away. Living on a bit of a high. It was just that midpoint of the year and things aren't going so well. My credit card starts to come into play. Spunked all my money. You know, I'm starting to miss home, family, you know, the baby, my wife. You know, it, it, it just wasn't... The second half of the year was really challenging. She was supposed to come out you know, with the baby, you know, within three, four months, I was supposed to come out and set everything up. I was just blind, mate. I was just really blind. I didn't, blind, naive, ignorant of all of it. You know, I thought I was gonna come out, you know, get us a lovely apartment with a nice car and, you know, and we'd be away with things. But, you know, it's, uh, touching on, you said about, you know, the, like the negativity and things, you know, we've experienced. I'm just talking about all negative of stuff here, but no, we will get to we will get to good that, things there, like, uh, like family, you know, mental health and things like that. Not to go into it too much, mm -hmm. but it's obviously important to try and keep routines. So I was going, uh, you know, down to one of the gyms to make sure to sign myself up for a six month membership to carry myself through. Routine was good. 
Um, you know, mental health, it's important, man, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's important to just keep that routine, um, you know, try and stay focused with work, but sometimes a bit of a lonely place, mate, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, uh, I was living on a sofa for, this is a great one, this, I was living on a sofa for, I think, six months, I was on a sofa bed, uh, girl, massive shout out, she's, she's lands me the best opportunity ever. She basically said, come over and stay on the sofa bed, you know, until you find your feet. Didn't quite f- find my feet. Um, so apologies for that one, but, um, you know, she, 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 you know, she just gave me somewhere to, to live, somewhere to crash and, um, you know, and then I moved in with, with one of the lads and, um, that was good. He, he got the sofa bed and I got the, uh, the big bed then. And, uh, you know, and then we sort of steered towards the end of the year. But Brilliant, brilliant. Um, on the positive stuff for a few minutes, um, the Backyard Cinema Project, is that your...? Yeah, so me and my wife set it up, obviously, with COVID times. You know, we were looking, I think we actually sat here in the garden. We had a projector screen out. So we just sat in the garden thinking, Wow, this screen's so big and this is magnificent. We've got a 4K HD massive screen. We had two, like, I don't know, beanbags or something like that. I'm not sure. We're just watching and we're thinking, this is fantastic. It's COVID. People can't get out the house. You've got elderly parents. You know, there's no family entertainment, safe family entertainment. That's where the idea was dug out of. You know, just people don't need to leave the homes to have the cinema brought to them. So it was a case of, you know, right, hang on a minute, this could work, mate. I've got an idea every single day, a different business idea, but you know what it's about. It's about execution and pulling the trigger on them. You know, we can all think of ideas and sit on our sofas and say, you know, great idea, yeah, well done. You're not going to do anything about it. Someone else is going to, you know, 12 months, 18 months, you're going to say, oh, I thought of that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, so we set the business up backyard cinema project i think it was around august september it was in a heat of summer we sort of when we set it up but it was going to start cooling down the next couple of months basically you know five cinema screens full-time worker bought a van really went balls deep on this you know drinking my mum like mum send me some of my savings mum send me some of my savings and she's like are you sure you know this is the right thing to be doing and i just once you pull the trigger, it's not going back. I'm one of them. I'll just never give up. I like, I just will not give up, no matter what. You know what I mean? I just keep going, keep going until it works. And uh, but to be honest with you, it works straight off the bat. You know, obviously, I think I can't remember what what I put in, but I put everything that my mum had for me into this business and. Uh, just took off. Really, just took off. I think we started with three cinema screens and. Uh, you know, I was wondering, is this going to be a novelty? Mm. You know, you know, but now it just transpires that we've, we've, you know, not just kept it alive. It's a fantastic business. You know, people at birthdays or sports or, um, or you know, just a little family night in. You know, the cinemas there. You know what it can be like going down the cinema. By the time you get there, you've done all your your popcorn in and your your bits and bobs. You you know, you're probably into a thousand in them anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just it starts off as say family entertainment, and now you know whether it's Valentine's Day doing a date night or Christmas is fantastic. Got a big snow machine, just going over the garden. All the kids <laughs> are all dancing, and then uh, it's funny because. Uh, Holly's dad done uh, Santa for the first year, so he, you know, he's a he's Santa this looking, uh, sorry, <laughs> Pete, um, and he, 
he was going into the gardens and it was just a magical, magical experience. There he was, you know, he'd watch Elf and he had, uh, you know, the snow machine was going and Santa would walk in and, you know, they'd give out uh, Santa letters to Santa oh, kids. Yeah. It, was, it was, was truly magical. And uh, second year it was like, well, uh, you know, things have changed at home and my dad can't fly out here and I'm now, oh, I can't be Santa. I'm thinking I can't be Santa. <laughs> Next minute I'm like that, ho, 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 you know, like going running through the gardens and all the kids are looking at me like I'm just God, you know, and I'm just <laughs> lapping it up. And I was so nervous on the first one. Uh, there's, you know, kids are looking at you like like God. They are just looking up and they, they, you know, you can see the twinkle in their eyes and they, you know, they're just speechless. But it was fantastic. It was so good. So that was last year. I had to do all of that. And what's it? Um, what's the project or the cinema backyard cinema project like no because covid is is gone yeah is it's, it still you know people are still having birthdays valentine's still there easter egg hunt still needs to go on christmas is still there you know it's uh fortunate you know halloween you know sit in watch halloween film but not just about that yeah the birthdays are a big one you know let's be honest you've got 20 kids you know i've just done it myself you've got to take them all down one of them trampoline things you'll organize it all you know end up spending five thousand dinner doing a, a trampoline day for the kids in this class all right so why don't we just get backyard cinema around stick 20 beanbags in the garden you know put a bit of an event on hire a popcorn machine you know and all the kids can sit down watch a film all play around don't get me wrong after an hour they're probably all bouncing all over the beanbags but you know it's contained isn't it all the kids all the adults drop the kids off you know pick them up it's it's it's, it's class um it's me yeah, that's i never even thought of it in regard to you know sports games football games so there is a little market for that as well is there yeah definitely obviously world cup's going to come up in december oh, yeah. i think uh, so we'll put a package together for that but yeah um if you know you know at home and you know it's because they're like the the kickoffs are a bit later as well. Yeah. You know, at six or eight o'clock, midnight, whatever it is. You know, you've got the. It's dark then, so you know you can project the the image and. Um, and is it only Dubai Hills, uh, Gary? Or no, all over, over yeah. all over Abu Dhabi. You know, starting to get inquiries from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, it just looks good. Looks the part. You know, it's uh, we we execute good service, and uh, I think there's competitors out there, but I don't think they've gone balls deep like we have do you know what I mean like it's efficient you know it's efficient it's good customer service it's a good price point everyone enjoys it we know it we were just saying yesterday actually like how proud we are that so many people come back you know and we've got people who are coming back five six seven times should really do it probably do a loyalty voucher or something like that um, but they're you know they're not coming back for any other reason that they'll enjoy it and in regards to you obviously I know you were saying you have the projector but how do you get the sports up does it depend on the, each household? You obviously got to be careful with copyrights and privacy and things like that. So on a projector, they either log in to their own Netflix account or they plug in, you know, the do box, you know, from here, HDMI cable all the way to the projector and plug it in. And it's, they just use their own content. We don't supply films, nothing like that. We can't do, but yeah. Well, I was just thinking because there's definitely a market there for, um, there's a lot of Irish in Dubai, yeah, it's yeah, around yeah. ten thousand, yeah, and there's Irish hurling and Irish Gaelic football that runs up until July, yeah. So from now to July, you know, something people might be interested in watching on Saturday afternoons or, or Sundays yeah, instead no, of going to. We'll be there to set it up. Might have to take a deposit off you lot, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Guinness, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's that's Sorry the, for the <laughs> That's the issue, all right. Um, your new 
your new business. Yeah. Um, do you want to give us an insight into it? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, naturally, you just always want to progress, obviously. Um, I, as a scouser, we love giving. We love giving too much, you know. We love giving back and we love, um, you know, the companies that I've worked for, the sorts of polar opposites, they're both great companies, but I feel like maybe there's a bit of a hybrid in there somewhere in terms of, you know, culture, office hours, you know, how things are done with marketing and things like that. I'm just trying to learn from my experiences, what I've been doing recently in terms of social media, you know, basically selling houses on Instagram, you know, it's um, pulling these two, two, you know, things that I've got together, pull them together, the marketing just has to be different, you know, it's, uh, you know, got some good ideas, obviously I'm not going to tell you them all, but we've got some massive things um, up our sleeve and we're looking forward, so exciting, mate. Um, but I think social media is just huge, you know, there's two facts, everyone has social media and everyone lives in a house. Who am I targeting on social media? Just targeting people. You know, people go too in depth about, you know, you've got to do, you know, your Instagram ads, you've got to do your promoting and all this, that and the other. And if everyone lives in a house, you know, everyone needs a house. You just need to target people. Everyone's got social media. Um, you know, my, my videos that I put out, I can probably, I, I don't know the figures behind it, but I can certainly get the exposure to push it out. And I just want to, help other people basically doing what I'm doing and the success that I've had and I don't think a lot of people realise talking to a lad yesterday and he was like he's with us like he's on board with our company and he was saying oh I was at the footy and one lad's saying he's all negative about social media and getting leads in for you know for selling houses he's like yeah that doesn't work that doesn't work and I'm like you know he's hating on it because He's just ignorant towards it, you know, he doesn't realise, like, I've not done nothing but social media for 18 months and I've sold houses on social media for 18 months, you know, it, it works. Um, and I just want to be big on social media, first thing, be big on marketing, be big on, um, you know, being genuine, being big on, you know, I'm not looking for the shortcuts, you know, if you want to go and buy that house over there, not gonna get in the way of it. If you wanna go and get it off the seller, I'm not gonna start, you know, playing games or, you know, just go and buy it. You know, when you wanna sell it, come back to me. You know, hopefully, I think they say something about, you know, let's say you've went and bought that house, but you've had great experience from me on the house next door. You know, you was gonna buy it, but you didn't, but I give you a good service. And the agents who you've actually bought the house off, maybe not, but you're going to tell your 10 friends to, to come through me. So don't mind if you go and buy another house off, a, off another agent. You know, as long as I've given you good good service, I'll walk away, I'm busy enough to be able to crack on with the other bits and bobs. Um, kind of comes back around, doesn't it? In, yeah. in a way, once you, I suppose once you just treat people right, people buy from people, um, and when you take shortcuts, you know, it travels. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, I suppose just, being respectful to people and and um, going from there really and it, we say on in regards to your business is it set up or is it in the yeah, early days up, so I think sort of the idea is you know you'd always discussing it all and set your own company up and things like that and 
I think it just got to like maybe a turning point late last year where it was like, you know, we're we gonna do this then, you know, should, should we do it? And then, you know, the idea sort of starts getting progressed and it's only just really being set up in terms of, you know, the legality and things like that. Um, and with, you know, the office, you know, we've probably only been in there for know, four or five weeks or something. Um, but it's a good vibe, it's good energy, you know, we don't want no bad eggs, we want good people, you know, good lads, good girls, good people who are going to sort of, you know, bring the business on. We're a big believer in, we work for you, don't work for us. You know, we should be helping you with marketing, contacts, uh, social media, you know, no matter what it is. We've reduced the office hours. It's not a nine to five job. The job isn't a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You do need some structure. You know, need some, I believe you need some structure. You need a good culture. Um, we just want good people, man. Like good, genuine, honest people, you know. Um, we don't want to be huge. Um, Obviously, you won't be bigger than where we are at the minute. Uh, but and it's, is good it just, vibe, it's good energy. Is it just Dubai Hills you're focusing on, or is it? Yeah, I think the idea is to take over on Dubai Hills, go heavy on the marketing, go heavy when you're investing, you know, um, Dubai Hills for now, create a blueprint, copy and paste it to the other communities and areas is, is, is part of the idea. Um, but I think first things first is the six lads who are doing Dubai Hills at the moment. They're all loving it, you know, and it's a, it's a good little network that we've got in there, and uh, you know, long may I continue. How do you go about putting in a good culture? How do you instill in a good a good culture in the team? I think it's all about accountability, nothing more, nothing less. It's just if someone is late for work, it's my fault. It's my dad, my partner's fault. You know, they they're not they're not putting a good culture in into the office. You know. If people are aiming to be in the office for nine o'clock, why, why are they aiming to be in the office for nine o'clock? Like me personally, I, I'm up and out. You know, eight o'clock. I, I want to, you know, sit down, have my coffee, and get on my phone. You know, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be aiming to get in at nine and then slip up on a minute twenty past. You know, it's it's all my fault. If anything goes wrong in that company, nobody else's fault but mine. You know, if they don't want to if they want to aim for nine o'clock it's my fault if they don't want to stay late it's my fault if their marketing's not good enough it's my fault if they're not doing deals it's my fault you know it's, it's not their fault they're, I'm working for them you know and if I'm not putting a good culture in, um, in into the office um, you know it's, it's about recruitment right you know it's you, you start with recruitment whoever you're bringing in just need to be careful that you know they're, they're going to fit in you know, fit in. We're not. We're not just taking it. We're not hiring. We're not even recruiting. You know, if I bumped into you having a pint and you said, "Oh, do you know what, guy? I love that real estate. Would mind getting back into it? Go for another pint." You know, yeah. All right, sounds. Come on, come into the office. You know, I wouldn't be putting an advert out saying, "You know, we're recruiting. We're, you know, we're active out there." It's uh, which would probably mean it'd be a, a little bit more organic, or maybe also known as slow. I don't know. Um, but just, it's, it's always going to be my fault. It's always about the accountability and still on a good culture. Starts with recruitment. And um, yeah, it's it's all a learning curve for me as well, oh man, do you know what I mean? And it's all, and the lads know that as well. You know, if I'm, you know, doing something wrong, they'll even say to me, oh, God, that way and write that. You know, they pull me and go, oh, why did you, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, we're all in it together. Um, you know, it starts with me, stops with me, same with my partners. 
it definitely comes goes you know it starts from the top um, it's really just like honest you, day, yeah. you, you eat what you kill you know you've got to be accountable for that you know you, if, you, if you don't do a deal in that particular month you, not that you're not eating at the end of it but you know in a roundabout way it's uh, accountability is one of the most important things in real estate top to bottom don't take this the wrong way no I just want to see um, what uh, your thought process was around the because I actually think it's brilliant um, it's kind of manifestation uh, but how and why did you come across use the name Mr. Dubai Hills on right get out get out <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Dubai Hills I think you've got to sort of got to put your neck on the line haven't you you've 100%. got to put your neck on the line when I did it mate when I put Mr. Dubai Hills on that Instagram name you know people on my team are like blank pot idiot mug muppets you know probably going for the smoke and saying and been on the team a week and he's going what that, that name it, you know it, it's I was lucky to get it you know it was just there um, then you just got to put your neck on the line you've got to be bold you've got to be confident you've always been confident you know I was probably the spottiest kid you'll ever see lad I'm still the most confident um, I get up and speak to people and I'm you know certain things like you know if you had to read a book out in class always wants to read the book out standing up in front of St George's Hall, big hall, mm-hmm. speaking to people, all business people, go home to my dad and he'd go, son, he'd be saying it for weeks, he'd be like, son, I am so proud of you for getting up there and just speaking, like, you know, um, you know, a wedding, brother's funeral, stood up there, you know, said me bit, you know, I'd always just put my hand, put my hand in the hat, always wanted to be, put my neck on the line, be confident, just do what I am, you know, it's, uh, it's worked out well. <laughs> no, it has definitely, like, and uh, you've, you like, you have an incredible following on um, on social media and on Instagram, and I know now and then you kind of show how much has grown and the interaction you're, you're getting in your reels and, and some of your posts. How, had you a plan in place in order to grow your social media, or did it kind of just happen mm, over it happened, time? It happened naturally, but it's not where near where it needs to be you know and nowhere near where it will be and i think no just naturally just getting better and better you know just coming on here and speaking on a podcast you know it's going to help me go away you know not what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but you know everything every time you push your bands here you know stand up and speak to people or no matter what it is constantly pushing bands making yourself into a, a you know a stronger person aren't you and just just kept pushing the posts out and uh, keep the quality high, you know, keep giving information, keep giving value, keep giving people a reason to come back, give the honesty, you know, I think in, in Dubai real estate sometimes, you know, the messages aren't clear, you know, you've got to get on there and, and say it how it is, you know, be honest, be neck on the line, you know, don't be scared, you know, certain times of pressing that post button, that was like, how's this gonna go you know post but it was the honesty you know and it was got the best interaction ever you know certain posts so um yeah i, I think it just happened happened naturally you know um, and do you find it more powerful or do you like how did you see your that you're getting more traction through your post when you do the video yeah definitely it's all about the front facing isn't it being genuine humane um you know i think being so busy recently that i haven't managed to jump on the camera so much uh, I'd like to do it more but you know other little bits and bobs but I am 
conscious of that, you know. I've wrote a, a plan of posts that need to be done. Uh, but yeah, definitely, it's uh, no matter whether people are watching you because they love you or watching you because they hate you, it doesn't matter, does it? You know, you, you, you're not, you know, you to be say you can please some of the people all of the time, all the people some of the time, can't please all of the people all of the time, you know. I'm just there for, for my community, my residents, you know, giving information, answering them back, making sure, you know, if they need a contact or, you know, there's so many, 99% of the stuff that I'm doing on there, you know, if I show you the DMs, you'll go, see, I've got to, never going to get paid for any of that, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, that's what it's all about, just giving information, filling a gap and doing something a little bit different, um, just giving that value to the residents. You touched on a point there, um, you know, not everyone can like you, not everyone can, you know, not everyone will like you, not everyone will, will hate you. Not them, is it? Or the kids. Yeah. That's no. all I'm in it for, the kids and the family. You know, like, I, I'm just in it to, I think when I've had the kids, I don't care about, like, what the lad next to me or this lad next to me. As long as I give a good service, do my job, come home and, you know, we're all having a good time, we're all happy in this house, you know, clients happy, good enough. I just want to make sure that client gives me a good review. Because that good review goes on that page and then people it instills confidence in other people to then buy off me client referrals, things like that. You know, it's all just a network, you know, obviously don't do the property balls, it's all a network and a referral based thing, you know, and it should snowball. Um, in regards to negativity, have you experienced it on... Yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. Just people who, lads who used to work with, you know, it could be, you know, they're all like sending in, you know, people making me into memes or GIFs or, you know, just stupid videos and things like that. I love it, mate. Like, don't get me wrong, I think when I was really younger, I used to take proper offence to it, you know, and I think that's one of the things you have to, like, teach your kids in it, you know, don't take offence to things in school because kids will keep picking on you they keep bullying you, do you know what I mean? If you're reacting, you know, two of my best mates, one would react, one wouldn't, just go for him, you're just waiting for a reaction, aren't you? Yeah. Don't give no one a reaction, like, I just laugh at it, I just think it's funny, you know, I, I genuinely think it's funny, whereas in the past, I was a bit like, oh, like, what doesn't bother me, just water off a duck's back. And how are you helping, um, like, what advice would you give to younger people, or even, in, in, you know, I suppose more close to home, I know Nova does a bit of modelling and online, yeah. um, what advice can you give to people in those situations, you know, because you are putting yourself out there as a young age, look, both of us are much older, it'd be water off the dog's back, as, you know. most people, especially as you're growing up, you know, if you're in a workplace, when you leave that workplace, typically, generally, you don't speak, my mum said it, she said, Gary, when you leave a workplace, you typically, you end up having new workmates, you end up having your old schoolmates, you end up having your mates. I'm going to know some of these people. You're going to be one, two, three years down the line. Why do you care what he thinks? You know, why, why are you bothered about what, what someone else thinks so much? Um, they don't matter, you know what I mean? It's, um, I, I think, if it, if it, you know, touching on advice, I think, do what you enjoy. For many years, I've done what I didn't enjoy. Done what I was probably good at, you know. I was good at maths. I was good at accountancy and finance and, and sitting there but I think as I got older I just lost love at all that and I just couldn't sit still you know what I mean I was always the one talking heavy school reports talks too much <laughs> even going on reports when I was in work you know it was like Gary we need to like start tracking because you're distracting everyone and things <laughs> like that um, but do what you enjoy you know if you want to 
So I'll be a ballet dancer, go and be a ballet dancer. If you enjoy it, go and be a gardener. You know, be the best gardener in the world. Go and be the best ballet dancer in the world. Go and be the best real estate agent in the world. Just go and do what you enjoy. Not sometimes, you know, not necessarily it's not what you're good at, is it? Mm. I love selling houses. I love meeting people. I love meeting people and just listening to their stories, talking, not what it is, don't buy, but I just, you know, probably the same, aren't you? Just going out, meeting people and talking and uh, enjoying other people's company, man. We're coming towards the end of, uh, end of the podcast, though, but I'd just like to get your, your insight into balancing work and family. Is there any time you switch off or how do you approach that? Because as a real estate agent, you probably can't switch off, can you? Yeah, I think it's tough as well as obviously now having two kids and, you know, on a weekend, I try and do viewings or work in the morning. So it gets us out the house for like 11, 12, 1 o'clock. We can be going for a pool day, go to the beach or something like that. Typically, I think you set one day on the weekend, don't you, for work and one, try and do family bits. But it's all remote, it's all on the phone, isn't it? You know, it's... um, it's tough, you know, obviously, you know, my wife's out now, lot, like 10 past nine, she's probably going to be out till half ten, she was up this morning, six o'clock, you know, she'll be out working, I'll be out working, you know, it's uh, through the week, got a graft, haven't you? On the weekends, got to try and uh, spend time with family, but it can, it can be really, really tough, you know, you come in the house and you're like, just on the phone, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, next minute you put the phone down, rings again. You're on the phone again. You've got I've got two kids knocking about, and I'm, you know, I'm conscious that it's nearly their bedtime. You know, there is one rule in this house. We put the kids to bed and we enjoy that time. You know, little story, hot chocolate story, uh, for for Nova and then uh, Nori. You know, it's a case of bottle and you know just being involved in that part. Need to make sure that we're always. Um, sometimes it is tough, but you're doing it for them as well, aren't you? You, you know, you work and stuff. You know, you. Um, don't feel too guilty because I know that, you know, by the time I've got a little idea, a vision in my head, by the time I'm a certain age, you know, I want to have a little bit more flexibility and time and stuff. But it's tough when when you're young, you just you just you just pushing boundaries, aren't you? Just working as hard as you can. It's probably a team effort as well. The fact that it probably wouldn't work if the other partner wasn't open to that and you know going through something similar. So. It's uh you're lucky in that regard the way your your wife is. She she works hard. She work hard. Oh, she, she, honestly, <laughs> she, she does. She's I've only got one thing to focus on really, which is real estate. You know, growing a company, my real estate. That's all. You know, I've got I've got to focus on. She's got so many things on the go. You know, it's 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 unreal. She just does not stop. She's just got that work ethic in her. She's always had it in her. You know, and and you know. She, I aspire to to their work ethic. You know, she does not stop. You know, she come in here, she start doing the dishes, or you know, putting the kids to bed, or you know, doing the night feeds, going out doing personal training. You know, the the, the backyard cinema. She, you know, she takes all control of that. She just she's just non stop. You know, she she's good man. I find interesting um, because there seems to be a trend uh, along a lot. You know, among a lot of uh, successful people. Um, about their morning routine. Do you have a certain morning routine? I know, routine. I know you deal with the kids, but before you do to that stage or go to that stage, would you go for a run or do some exercise or something or meditation? Or, no. I don't know. Any anything no, like that? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm quite bad on that regard. Uh, I just actually done my first person session yesterday. 
hit 30 in January I've probably done nothing but you know go out it's been work hard play hard for literally three months and I've just got back into the gym now I'm starting to think you know I need to look after my body um, but no it's a case of you know get up the kids are going to be in school so early it's like get up get in the shower she sorts no over out then you know my morning routine is get up get in the shower you know get him in the car we you know drive to school have a little sing song uh, he loves playing his music you know on the way and drop him off at school and then it's you know straight to the office down to the clubhouse the golf club or wherever and where I'm from and uh, you know, it's, it's the same every day but it's not like a, a healthy you know fitness regime but yeah I need to get back into him on like three four times a week I just want to um, get back on it the duck hook is, is amazing isn't it? yeah. it's beautiful don't it? I love it I yeah. absolutely love it yeah it's a right little trap once you're in there lads. there's no way of getting <laughs> out of there you know it's uh, someone gets on the tail someone else gets on the tail someone leaves and you're just all sitting down there you know and a good few beers the live singing comes on and then that's it all the plans go through and <laughs> and it's uh, sorry kids we're not going to cinema you're just going to have to run around here <laughs> Um, do you practice visualis- visualization? Um, probably do subconsciously, just from the chat we had so far. I think you probably do. Yeah, I've got a vision of you know, thirty-five. I want to be a multi-millionaire, top and bottom of it, you know. And it's funny, my wife is scared, frightened to death of being skinned, and I'm frightened to death of not being a multi-millionaire and having all the flexibility and freedom in the world. Um, you know, we obviously said earlier about the kids feeling guilty. Just want that freedom, flexibility to be able to enjoy more time with them. Uh, that, that's the only vision, really. I suppose growing this company. You know, I genuinely feel I could go to the end of the street mate and open any business, and I could make it a success through marketing service. Uh, you know, just never giving up. Um, so I'd like to start another company or two as well. What are two non-daily? What are two daily non-negotiables? Two daily non-negotiables. Uh, you know when it's like when you get to half nine, ten o'clock, and you still haven't had that coffee, mate. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, you need, you need it, don't you? Uh, so the the coffee, the coffee, and just working that thrill, just working that thrill of enjoying being in that moment of talking to people, being nice to people, giving people good service. They worked in the, indus- the service industry for 10 years, you know, hotel industry, five-star hotels, bars, all the best nightclubs. I just love giving good service. I know what good service is and all to give it, and I just love getting on the phone, being nice to people, having a good laugh with people. You you mentioned about the uh, marketing. Um, how do you approach that? Is it just basically being honest and putting, you know, um, or do you kind of have the structure to, to do it? Honest, professional, you know, being constant. Being the best, you have to do it regularly. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be so regular. You have to be, don't you? If you're doing a market report, a market update on, you know, the house prices in the area, you have to do it every month, don't you? Or every yeah. quarter, or you know, whatever. Um, just, just making sure it's all. I don't know. Maybe just got a bit of a keen eye for market and making sure something looks good mistakes I'll probably make a mistake tomorrow I'll probably make one next week you know I will do but it's probably trial and edit as well just keep pushing the content out you know see what works see what doesn't keep going for it um, to most it brilliant um, got one I got a couple of questions in that uh, I'll discuss off air with you from a certain person that I <laughs> identified but um, 
Got one question in as well from, we covered most of them, but one question from a, a guy just wondering what advice would you give to a 17 year old from the UK um, looking at coming out here yeah. in real estate? So 17, um, obviously he probably knows where he's at um, in life, probably knows what he wants to, well, probably thinks he knows what he wants to do. I'd say just go for it, that's certainly what I did. Keep them expenses low, make sure you've got a bit of savings in the bank. I started straight in sales. Some people, I think, start in leasing. I think that's the natural progression. You start in leasing, you shift over to sales. Get yourself in sales. Depends on what sort of money, you know, it's going to take you a little bit longer. Sales and leasing, it's the same thing, man. You know, it's, it's the same job. Um, if anything, leasing's probably more work. You know, you're running around, you know, this, that, and the other all the time. You know, so much on, it's just spinning plates, isn't it? Um, yeah, just just go for it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You end up skint and you have to go back home, earn a few quid again, and have another stab at it when you're twenty one. You know, what what's the worst that can happen in, in life? You know, you just pick your things up and just go again. Just keep the expenses low. Don't go out all the time. You're seventeen, so you can't really drink anyway. Um work hard. Um, you know, get some good advice, send me a message, I'll give you the um, yeah, just go for it, man. Like you're seventeen. Like I wish I did. Yeah. I was seventeen. <laughs> why did you never have had to done that when I was seventeen, thirteen years ago? And I know some of the lads who have been doing it for thirteen years. Jeez. You know, for a great life. And Gary, what's the what's the real estate market like? No, um, I know you you touched it at the very start. It's good, but are we at the peak of it, and is, is it going to go down? Or what's your opinion of it? It's difficult to say because prices right now aren't as high as they were in the past, but there was also not as much supply in the markets in the past. You know, there wasn't as many houses built, so now there's a lot more supply. But I genuinely believe the population is growing, and that's typically when there's a seller's market. You know, you've got a lot of buyers coming into the market, a lot of tenants coming into the market. A lot of people are seeing Dubai, it's a fantastic place to live. They're coming over here, setting companies up. Kids are going into school and they're just landing and going, This is safe, it's clean, it's a good life, you know, the sun's shining. Um, the market's good, there's a lot of transactions going on, uh, there's a lot of traction, you know, typically in the market. We've seen a great demand over the last 12, eight, 18 months. Prices have, you know, have rocketed. I personally think it's very cheap to buy in Dubai. I think price per square foot, you know, over all the other major cities in the world considering the lifestyle that you can lead here. Providing you can land yourself a good job, you know, and you can, you know, pay the bills sort of thing, it's fantastic. It's great. And do you think it's gonna go up more in the, you know, people have been saying that Expo has increased the rental market or whatever the case may be. Yeah. What's your opinion around that? I, I, I genuinely think that the, the rental market is quite high. I think, you know, it can't just keep going up. Mm. Indications and pockets here and there where it's probably seeing signs of, you know, just stabilising a little bit. But I think the sales market, it is cheap to buy a property and to buy considering everything. It's probably the cheapest tax haven in the world. I don't know. Someone <laughs> can go and do the research, but I'm sure it is. And the sales market, I genuinely just think over the next couple of years, it's not just going to 
being so stable, I think it's just gonna rise five to six percent per year. There's still a very good demand. You know, these can at any moment turn that loan to value ratio from twenty percent to five percent or ten percent. So, you know, if they go from let's say, I don't know, the house over the roads cost you two hundred thousand pound deposits, you know, is what you need. And at twenty percent, they turn that right down to five percent. It's only fifty thousand pound that you need to buy a house. It puts a lot more money in people's pockets. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've got fifty thousand pounds to go and buy a house, but they probably haven't got two hundred thousand pound. There's a lot of things that the government can do. You know, to to, you know, to change the market here and there. But it's certainly good. It's a good, healthy, good buyer confidence sentiment in the market. It's good. Brilliant. Look, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. I think we covered a good bit. Um, and I hope there's a lot of a, a good bit of a, an insight for people on you, yeah. um, not just the person we see on the on the camera. Yeah, um, yeah. And hopefully, you know, things will continue going the right direction for you and uh, and the the company. What is Strad? You Strada. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. We just sat there for hours thinking of a company name, and then one of the lads was just gone. Oh, Strada. And I went. Oh, that sounds cool. You know, we sort of we don't want to be Strada real estate, just Strada. You know, we want just like Google or, just Nike right, yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it actually transpired that it meant street in Italian, so I can't well, too bad, can it? You know. True, yeah, <laughs> true. Happy days. Um, look, Gary, thanks for taking time out to come on an Inside View podcast. I appreciate it, and best luck with everything going forward. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Gary. I think we got a great insight into his career. That is all from us on this week's episode. Please do get in contact with the show if you'd like to contribute any way possible. And don't forget to rate, review and tell your friends family about an Inside View podcast. Do click subscribe if you haven't done so already. And please do go follow us on our social media channels. We're on all social media platforms. Just search an Inside View podcast or on the ball team building. Have a lovely week. And be sure to tune in again next week when we have another exciting guest. Till then, stay safe and remember, cred on it fin. Talk to you all soon and thank you all for listening.